Morning, everybody. Hi, y'all. Good. Enjoyed last night? Yeah, man. Yes. Yo, one point, one point, one point, eh? Mm, mm, mm. I think we have an extraordinary captain, Siat Kolisi, extraordinary man, actually. Um, I'm interested in leadership, uh, always have been. Um, and yo, he's a good leader. Eh? He's an exceptional leader. He's, he touches the soul of people. I often watch interviews of other captains and it's very didactic and very cerebral. And, but Sia's got, he's got a soul, amen? And um, God has been kind to us to raise up a, a man like that. And, you know, Russ Erasmus is an interesting guy. I think he's a very broken man. He's uh, very open about his brokenness. And uh, but there's a very uh, and he's a great tactician. But uh, Sia's a, a spiritual man. He's got Ubuntu. He's he 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 thinks about the nation. He's got a greater cause, and that was wonderful, wasn't it? So um, that's good for our beloved tip of Africa nation, our troubled nation. Sometimes no power, politics, corruption, and then we're going to beat the world at rugby. <laughs> and I was just sitting there worshiping, thinking. Actually, the festival of lights and fireworks and cell phones and dancing and beer and burgers or whatever they eat in France, baguettes and wine. And then you, had, you have another part of the world broken, killing each other, smashing, shooting, looting, crazy, crazy stuff. Eh? And our father says, okay, what's happening on the earth? And I'm um, so glad I've met Jesus I didn't want him, didn't want Jesus. I was angry that somebody even preached the gospel to me because I knew that the Lord would require something of me, and I didn't want to. I just wanted to do my own thing, and I resisted him. Man, he's good. And I said no to him, and he, and I, I, he wasn't cool to be. I was in my last year at, at Durban High School, and I, was, I thought I was a cool guy, and uh, I had all these bizarre objections, and he just pursued me with his love. And I would say no, and I would lie to people. They would f- and I'd say to my brother, tell them I'm not at home, because people would keep on phoning, saying, you need to come to church. I mean, who are these people? I, I'm not at home. My brother says he's not at home. <laughs> Literally. In fact, I went to a reunion at uh, Glenridge the other day, and a lady walked up to Chris and I. We've been having a chat and says, I'm the lady that phoned him and got him to church. So you need to thank me, Chris. He doesn't need to thank Chris for anything, but, but uh, I just thought, no, no. A person came up to me and said, can I pray with you, young man? Stopped a meeting. I was in a, in a house on the Brea, incredible life group, a home group. And I said to him, you don't need to pray for me. I don't need God. And he kept on pursuing us, pursuing me with his love. Isn't he a good God, eh? So we praise you this morning, Lord, and we are trophies of your kindness and your grace. So I want to talk to you this morning about the goodness of God, and uh, it's just, uh, I was driving out here a few Sundays ago, about a month ago, and I just almost had the sense, I'm a bit of a prophetic guy, I love to hear and tell them about my goodness, tell my people about my goodness, and we've been looking at that, and so, so let me attempt to do that. Um, philosophers, thinkers, uh, through the centuries, the millennia, have argued, well, what constitutes good? You say that's good. That group said, that's good. 
other group argues with that group and says, no, that's not good. And we say, this is good. What constitutes what is good? How does the person know what's good? What's one man's meat is another man's poison. We know that saying. Um, is there some universal standard or ideal that exists? Can you judge God as being good? How would you judge God as being good? Who decides whether God is good? <laughs> Remember the article in Natal Mercury some years back saying, I'm not, I will never serve a God who kills his son. An article in Natal Mercury. Remember the Natal Mercury? <laughs> and, and she had a very plausible argument about why she wants nothing to do with God Natal Mercury, do you remember the editor cut? Lynn is the first name. And um, what's the standard for determining God's goodness? If such a standard exists for judging God, then we would be greater than God because we, we are, we, mankind wants to judge God and say, well, we'll tell you whether you're good. Should God submit to a moral code? of a behavior that's determined by others, if we would be the judge of God, this truth would be the, the God of God, some theologian said. What's truth? How do you understand truth? We want to keep God in line with what we believe to be the truth. Keep him in line. Tell him you can do this, but you can't do that. How can God allow that? If God were good, why would he allow that? Amazing, isn't it? We want to, we have an expectation of God. We, we expect things from Him. The rich young ruler comes to Jesus and says, uh, What good deed must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, Why do you ask me? Why do you call me good? There is no one who is good but God. <laughs> you know, and even Jesus, well, Jesus, tell them tell that you're also good. No, he was, he was going to the teacher. He said, Rabbi, teacher, teachers. Even though he was addressing Jesus, but his paradigm as a rich young ruler was, you know, the teachers and, and Jesus saying, even the teachers are not good. Only God is good. This man was looking for goodness in terms of behavior or standards or principles or ethics. What must I do? He was looking for a what instead of a who. Who. You see, we love to get the rules so we can arm's length transact. God says, you can't do that with me. I am good. If you want to know what good is, you've got to come to me. Well, Lord, do you tell me what's good? No, I will only tell you what's good. Well, you will only know what's good if I put myself into you, if I inhabit you, if I transform you. Jesus has said, a good tree cannot bear bad fruits, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruits. We've always wanted to know the difference between good and evil. That's what the devil did. He tempted Adam and Eve with a promise that they would know good and evil and be just like God. And so even we want to know what's good and what's evil. We want to judge what's good and what's evil. We want to be independent of God. But as we come to his word, we will find out what's good. You can have good people doing bad things and bad people doing good things. And sometimes we get confused and we think, that's a bad person. But in fact, a lot of bad people love to do good things. 
they'll kill for drugs and this, and then they'll go and give an old granny like a, a house. <laughs> and people think, no, I'm sure he's a good guy. No, no, he's not a good guy. He's a bad guy. He's trying to, we, you see, we try and do good things to cover up who we truly are. He was trying to keep the commandments, this rich young ruler, external commandments. You're trying to behave well, but your nature is broken. You see, this guy, he, 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 was, he was a bit of a showman, as we've preached here before. And um, he said, no, no, from a child I've kept it. I mean, come on. But he still had a disquiet. He said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus then eventually acts like God and speaks to him like God would. He says to him, there is a, you have a problem. You worship money. You, 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 you won't. He says, I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to get rid of all your stuff, turn around, and come follow me. I don't want your money. By the way, Jesus said, don't want your money. Don't give me your money. Don't give it to Judas because you'll, you'll exit before his time. But, but just give because I will give you my goodness. I will, I will put my goodness into you. But there is a ceiling. There is a blockage. There is a steel cage, a plate. It needs to go. They interviewed some prisoners, and the, and the prisoners would say, I know it's bad to steal, but I can't help myself. I know I shouldn't steal. Not only prisoners, but even Christians. <laughs> Paul says that he says, for what I do not want to do, that I do. The good that I want to do, I don't do. He said, I'm a wretched man who will deliver me. Thanks be to God, through Christ Jesus our Lord. We need an encounter with our good God. Amen. We need encounters with our good God. The Lord's goodness is one of the most frequently mentioned attributes in the Scripture. There's a bit of a teaching this morning. Divine goodness. God is divinely good. He's not just good like us. He is, he is in essence good. Like all His other attributes, all of God's attributes, His holiness, His justice, His purity, His faithfulness, His goodness, His love is packaged together. It's insane that it's like how it all fits together. You, don't, you can't take just his goodness out. I may be very good. I may be a good father, but I am a weak father because I will not correct my kids. So people say, well, he's not such a good dad. Yeah, he gives his kids. He loves his kids. He takes his kids to the park. He does art with them. He does his homework, but he will never correct them. And people say, I'm not a good dad. Or the dad that just corrects, just corrects, but has got no time. He's not a good dad. But intrinsically, God's nature, God's essence is good. You cannot actually look at God's attributes in isolation. You need to put them together. His goodness, the goodness of God, theologians say, is a description of God's essential character. Amazing, isn't it? It's who he is. His justice, his love. What about how can God, how can he have holy love for us? What about my sins? What, what, how can God love? You know, people say, I don't know, I don't know how God can even love that church. I don't know how he can, you know, that person is a Christian, but look at how they behave. Well, God doesn't overlook our sins. He judges our sins in Jesus. He, he doesn't overlook our sins. 
That's why the lady said, you see, if you went back 2,000 years in the moment when Jesus was crucified, they thought, this is insane. This is insane that the Son of God, the one who raised the dead, the one who, who healed the leper, at the, at the, 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 the cripple at the pool of Siloam, the one that did all these things, how can he? So our sins are judged in Jesus. Jesus is judged for my sins, amen? Man, that, you talk about the goodness of God. It's a holy love. He doesn't, un, he doesn't leave our sins unpunished. They're punished in Christ. Psalm 119 verse 68 says, You are good. You see, so what we do now is we come to the Word and we say, Lord, I don't know about goodness. I'm a bit messed up. I, my mother was good, but she was unfaithful. My father this, Baba, I'm this. I find in my own being stuff from my forefathers. I find that there's goodness in me, but then there's also stuff in me that I just think, what is this in me? So we've got to come to a good God. We need osmosis. Is that a good word? It's where, where something seeps into me. You see, you see, the goodness of God is a transformative power. It's not an arm's length thing. You are good, and what you do is good. This is Psalm 119, verse 68. So you are good, what you do is good, and then the semicolon, teach me your decrees. You are good, what you do is good, teach me your decrees. I need for you to rabbi me. I need for you to Teach me about your goodness. I'm still learning. It's only been 40-some years. 1 Chronicles 16, 34. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Well, I don't know that the Lord is good. And so, in all of our lives here, there are probably a whole lot of things that are good. And then there's the other side of the glass that's half empty, half full. And I think, well, if you were so good, what about that? And what about this? But we're a people that have learned, thank you. That you even gave me life. That I was born. I didn't deserve to be born because I wasn't created, so I couldn't deserve to be born. But out of the goodness of your love, you gave me life. That a mother, you gave me a mother that nurtured me. Or if I didn't have a mother, then you gave me a father. But if I, I was an orphan, you still gave me life. And you spared me because I maybe should have been aborted. And so we, we, we look at our lives and there's enough. And we've learned through the years, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my church. Thank you that I went to hospital. People came to visit me. Thank you for the meals. Thank you that somebody, Katya read me a message from Gina Stratum this morning that sent us a message because we're going away tomorrow with some lead elders to spend time ministering to them. And Gina sends us a message. And I'm thinking, what a gift. You are so good, God, to send us a message of encouragement through a person. Oh, I don't know if God's good. <laughs> what? Did you read the message that you got this morning? God, you are good through your people. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. God's goodness is based in His love. You see, I can be good but have no love. Mormon's good to me, but he doesn't love me. That guy's good to me, but I don't ever feel His love. Goodness is established and rooted in love. Why is he good? Because his love endures forever. I will sing to the Lord. So teach me your decrees. Give thanks. Point number one, teach me your good. Your good, your deeds are good. You're good. Teach me your decrees. Lord, I need to learn. Point number two, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. You see, sometimes 
there's some people that can give thanks. There's some people that struggle to give thanks. Okay, can you hear that? Can you please hear that this morning? If you struggle to give thanks, your vessel is blocked. <laughs> Say thank you. Say thank you. It's a biblical truth. When somebody preaches, don't come up to them and say, say, first of all, I want to thank you for what you said. There was some good things there. Can I ask you some questions? Thank you, Gina, for your notes. Thank you. Give thanks. Give thanks. He is good. Psalm 13, verse 6. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. I'm I'm teaching it. I'm learning about it. I'm giving thanks for his goodness. I'm now praising him. Give thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has been good to me. You see, David personalizes it. The more you give thanks, the more the river of God begins to flow, I believe. The, 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 the more gratitude. It's like the kid that got a banana for Christmas. Yeah, a banana, a banana, a banana. Thanks, mom and dad, for a banana. Charles the banana. I don't know it was a show, but I thought, give that guy a bells. No, not a bells. Give him, give, give, give him something. I mean, I want to go and empty my bank account for that kid. Don't want this. Thank you. I sing praises to you. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Teaching, teach me, thanks, praise you. You are the source. Fourth thing, source. You are the source of all goodness. All good things come from above. Everything about God is good. Even if you get disciplined. Even if you lose a loved one. Even if you've lost your business. Even if you've got bad news about a health. God is good. It's a truth that is established, brothers and sisters, and Christians that limp. As somebody said, I don't know if I can trust God. You can, man. You can. He's good. You can trust him. Psalm 4, verse 6. Many are asking, who can show us any good? We don't know. Confused. Let the lights of your face shine upon us. Here's the manifestation. Let the lights. How do you experience God's goodness? You see, we, we want to win the World Cup. We, we want the business to succeed. We want our kids to get A's. We want our ministry to do this. We want our marriages to flourish. We want our bank accounts to be full. Let your face shine upon us. You can have all the money, all the success. Do you know that the rugby players, the team sports don't get too depressed after winning gold. The team sports. But the individuals get very depressed. What's your name? Sam Kane is going to be very depressed today. You see, you see, life comes up and life goes down. Circumstances up, circumstances down. Win gold, lose gold. But you can get very depressed. The high achievers get depressed. What do we need? Let your face shine Upon us, I need a manifestation not of trinket goodies but of your goodness. Amen. Let your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart, I have experienced with great joy, greater joy than when grain and new wine. I will lie down and sleep in peace. You alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. 
Who can show us any good? Manifest your face upon us. That's why the world's going crazy. They want another car, another this, another experience, another holiday, another wife, another husband, another this, another that, and they're absolutely broken. Let your face shine upon me. The face of God will transform your soul. Psalm 103 verse 2. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits, who forgives all your sins. Here comes the goodness of God and heals all your diseases. I woke up this morning after doing some prep and going over my notes, and I began to pray, Lord, can you heal my diseases? So I was praying that. I said, Lord, can you heal my diseases? Just sharing my heart with you. And I thought, Lord, what are my diseases? Well, I mean, I've got a bit of a sore back, and my hair's falling out, and I've got some tummy problems, I think. But what are my diseases? What are my diseases? So I just, I just spent a little bit of time. Said, you, you said you would heal my disease. Is my disease arrogance? Is it independence? Is it pride? What, what are my diseases? Is it greed? Is it moodiness? Is it a lack of appreciation? Lord, I, I need your goodness to osmosis permeate me. Why, why do you do that? Take, heal my diseases. Dis-ease. I'm not at ease. Anxiety. Striving. Aloofness with people. Distance. Can't look people in the eye. Heal my diseases, God. I don't have to get all spiritual and just take them as I am, Lord. For the sake of your name, for the glory of your fame. Me as a, I'm a, I'm a Christian. You're a Christian. I want to represent you. I want to be a better husband to Kati, better father to Matthew, better pops to Josie. Heal my diseases. Lord, imagine this morning, he says, okay, I'm going to heal some of your diseases. You know those things you've had since a kid? You know how naughty you were, but I'm going to heal. I don't even know, but he's doing surgery. The gate beautiful, what Ingrid was sharing. You see, we all want our outer diseases healed. What about all your dis-ease, where you have, you're not easy. You've lost, you have a dis-ease. Oh, show me your glory, Lord. Moses was a signs and wonders man. Show me your glory. What did the Lord say? I will cause all my goodness. <laughs> show me your glory. The way I'll show you my glory, Moses, is I will cause my goodness to pass. It's amazing what we want, eh? Now we want to win the rugby. Smash those all blacks. It's just normal today. Everybody got up, raining. Bank account still in the red. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Still got an issue with a relative or somebody. Oh, I've got a problem at work. Lord, I, my, my ministry, Lord, give me freedom in my ministry. Where's that going? I'll cause my goodness to pass in front of you. I'll proclaim my name. The Lord, the Lord, my name. The greater I am, I will proclaim my name. Here comes my goodness. I will have mercy on whom I'll have mercy. That's the goodness of God. I will have compassion on who will I'll have compassion. The one pastor, very arrogant, he said to me, he said to me, I'm, you know, and, and then something happened to him. And he suffered, and he suffered, and he suffered. He says, it's only through my suffering that I've learned to be compassionate to people. I was like, get a life, bro. Get Jesus. What's wrong with you? Sort yourself out. She said, now I'm compassionate. Slow to anger, abounding in love. 
maintaining love to thousands, forgiving wickedness. Then it comes with this passage and we all cringe. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. Oh, that's me. God's got to punish me. No, no, actually what he's saying there is don't think that God is not just. You know, we're looking at stuff going on in the world now. We're seeing people butchered, killed, shot, I don't know what, stealing, thieving, sexual exploitation, um, what they're doing to young ladies. He, the goodness of God will actually say, no, no, you, you better stop that. You better stop that. No, nah, I'm not going to stop. I'm God. You better stop. Stop that. Stop with your drugs. Stop with your, with your what do they call it, what they do with ladies? This sexual trafficking. Stop it. And God judges if a man comes along, a woman comes along into a marriage and a, and a couple are married and you violate that marriage and, and, the, and even everyone says, hey, hey, don't do that, bro. There's a covenant that that couple took. They, they took a covenant together. D- don't cause adultery here. Don't do it. No, well, it's just that. We need God's justice. Is it, give me an amen, somebody. Because you see, we can't just have a lala God. You know, he's, but he's perfect in his goodness. He's perfect in his, and he's always saying, the blood of Jesus can forgive you. He's, he's always reaching out, amen? So, taste and see that the Lord is good. I used to hate olives, man. Olives, <laughs> terrible food. I was a young guy, and there was a restaurant, I think it was called Steers, the old Steers, is it your cousin's old Steers in Durban? Anybody remember the old bullies here? Steers? And I was so hungry, and I was like, I think in my 20s, and, and they brought olives. I said, have you, got, have you got nothing else than olives? I don't do olives. And she said, no, we've only got olives. I remember being, my tummy was going, wah, 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 so hungry, and I tasted an olive. <laughs> you know? And man, I, I, I began to love olives. To this day, I love olives. I was hungry. And then all of satisfied taste. You know, you know what I love? I, I love the thinkers that say, what does it mean to taste? Can somebody explain to me what it means to taste and see that the Lord is good? What does that mean? Can't just like carry on. I've got to sit and think. I've got to be a little bit of a philosopher and say, what does it mean to taste? God, can I taste you? I, I, I don't know you because I'm inherently hungry. So I want to taste, I want to experience you. So Lord, God of heaven, Spirit of God, can you teach me about what that means? Can, I want to experience the taste and see. It's not just, it's not ethereal. There is a deep tasting. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Acquire the taste. I'm still confident of this, that I'll see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You know when Jesus said this, just dancing around the goodness of God, I'm telling you God is good. Not just good because I've experienced the goodness of God. We heard Chris two weeks ago speaking about the goodness of God out of a broken life, heading towards where he would have, he was explaining where he would have headed to, down the abyss, Abuse of substance, etc., etc., probably broken marriages, broken relationships, but he experienced the goodness of God. And there he is, sorry, Chris, to use you, but sitting today at a prayer meeting with his little Samuel sitting on the bench, tuning, hey, how's it? 
little guy running around all his prayer meetings. His life has been transformed. He's experienced the goodness of God. But it's not just that. It's because this beautiful word tells us that God is good. He is very good. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Luke chapter 1, verse 18. This is Jesus coming, okay? So now you want to taste and see. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So when the Spirit is poured out upon Jesus, upon the one who would bring, he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. So me, I say, Lord, I'm poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit. So I'm poor. I want some good news. You see, that, that's, that's how we position ourselves. We say, Lord, I'm poor. I met, I met with a man recently, a man I look up to. Not in this church, another church. A man I look up to, a man that's helped me. He said, man, I'm broken. He, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared of what's inside of me. He just poured his heart out. So I thought, gee, this is so good. He says, Nicky, man, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared of where I'm going. I'm scared of some of my thought life. I thought, this is, this is now a good breakfast, amen? Eh, oh, yeah, hey, fine, bro. I'm, I'm, I, hey, man. He just, he just opened up. He was speaking about his, his poor of spirit. This is not a man that's playing with God, the man that knows God. Are you, are you breathing? Are you there? Talk to me, somebody. Talk to me, brother. Come. Dougie, talk to me, please. Dougie. Thank you, Dougie. Say, say something. <laughs> good news to the poor. Good news to the poor, okay? That's me. He sent me, Jesus, to proclaim freedom for the prisons. The Lord set me free. Some of us need freedom, sexual freedom, freedom from our thought mind, from our thoughts, freedom from our hang-ups, freedom from our insecurities, freedom from rejecting your body, freedom from not liking yourself. Set the, I'm a prisoner, God. Where are you a prisoner? I'm this area. I'm terrible with people, Lord. I, I'm, just, I'm just awful. I, I, teach me how to dance with people. Give me some of Siak Olisi's anointing. Just to be easy, amen? Um, freedom for the prisoners. Recovery of sight for the blind. I can't see certain things. This is the goodness of God. Can you see it? No, I just can't see that. I don't understand that. I have no vision here. I'm like blind. Can you open my eyes, Lord? Can I see who you are? Can I see the goodness of God? To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Father, I'm going to ask you to give me some favor. Out of your goodness, favor me. <laughs> do, do you think God wants to please you? Ah, he's not a God, you know, he doesn't just, no. Do you know that a good father wants to please his child? Do you know that a good husband wants to please his wife? Do you know that he wants to give you the desires of your heart? Sometimes, unfortunately, in the church, we preach a sermon where God just wants to meet all your needs. But actually, God wants to please you. you know, he's a relational God. Like a, you who are evil know, to give good, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your Father will give you the Spirit, which means give you Himself, which means give you everything you need. Are you good? Yo. Hurry it up, Nick. We've got to know what God is like. If we don't know what, you know, we'll never raise, if your God is nasty, mean, moody, absent, demanding, stingy, they say a religion will never raise above the level of its God. If your God is vengeful and angry and wants blood, you will be like your God. 
you will never raise above the religion that you have. That's why when you look at religions of the world, show me one like Jesus, kinder, more pure. You look at the Middle East, they're under law still. The Jew is under law. He hasn't accepted Jesus. The Islamic uh, nations are under law. They are smashing each other. Jesus springs out of the dust of the Middle East and he says, I, you've heard it say, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, if your enemy pummets you, say, have another go. What? What? If your enemy hits you, say, you can have, have a go here. Boom. If your enemy steals your cloak, give him your coat as well. What? What is this teaching? Look at the teachings of law and anger and bitterness and, and being vengeful. We want to be a people that, that rise above ourselves and rise to the level of our God and say, Lord, you are amazing. You are gracious. You are kind. You are good. We'll never raise above the level of our God. That's why it says, magnify the Lord with me. What is magnified? Make him magnificent. R reach higher. As high as the heavens, as you, you can go as high as you want with God. He sits, in circle on the, he sits enthroned upon the circle of the earth. Who is this God? We're watching the dolphins, the spinner dolphins and the blue whales. And you, you, you're watching that stuff. And there's something, Lord, what are you thinking when you made a blue whale? I think the baby's born at three tons or something. Then you've got spinner dolphins that just spin, spin, spin. He's loving. He's steady. He's faithful. He's always forgiving me. Always. You can't even forgive Kati. You, you, now rise to the level of your God. God is good. God is good. Biblical authors were acutely aware of God and everything. They were never lonely because God was always there. How's that for a, wasn't not my statement. Can I read that again? Biblical authors were acutely aware of God and everything. God is everywhere. They were therefore never lonely because God was always there. What are we suffering from? Loneliness. The goodness of God is the only true and valid reason for our existence. The biblical writers met the goodness of God. He was, he's not indifferent about anything. We're indifferent. God isn't. So when there was lightning, they said, hey, God's lighting up the sky. When there was thunder... God was speaking. When there was a wind blowing, God was seeding. When the, when the trees blew, they said the trees are clapping their hands. I mean, I mean the, the, the biblical authors, wherever, wherever they saw, when, they, when a child was born, they said, praise Elohim. Now he's saying, well, we don't know if we want them. We don't know if we want these babies. That's why we're broken and we're lonely. But God was everything, everywhere. All times, all places. God saw what he created and he said, it's good. It's good, man. It's good. When he created you, it's good. The only thing he said it wasn't good was Adam was created. He said, it's not good that you're alone. You, you, you're a basket case, bro. We need somebody to help you. And then he said, and it's good when they came together. Teach me your goodness, God. Teach me. Teach me about your goodness.
I want to worship you. I'll end with a, just touching on the prodigal because I don't know if you know the story of the prodigal son. You probably do, but he's a, he's a kid. He's a Jewish kid. He's got very strong family traditions, values. He's got the law. He's got the Torah. He's got the, he's got the covenants. He knows God. He's, he's a Jewish boy. And Jesus tells a story, and he says to his pop, say, listen, give me my inheritance. What? Give me my inheritance. But you, you're just a kid. You, you, you're a boy. You, you get your inheritance when I die. No, no, you're as good as dead to me. Give me my inheritance. Do you want it now? Yes, I want it now. Why? I just want to go and do my own thing, by the way. So the father separates and has to give this wayward son the, his inheritance. The son goes and he says, great, now that I'm free. I've always wanted to be a bit free. I've always wanted to watch R-rated movies. I've always wanted to do what I just want to do. So I'm just going to be free. And off he goes. And he squanders. And he goes into the abyss. And he does the unspeakable, the unthinkable. He desecrates his family name. He, he wine woman in song. He's, he's an utter mess. Now he's starving. And he's thinking to himself, oh, I've got to go home. I'm thinking, well, you go home, when the old man sees you, you're going to pick up some stones, and he's going to stone you. If I were you, I wouldn't go home. Go and try your fortune somewhere else, but I wouldn't go home because you have desecrated, you have sinned. Another story? You've been a blasphemer. It's an amazing story. You've mocked. When he came to his senses, he said, how my father's hired men have food to spare. Oh, that's interesting. So now he's eating with pigs. He's got nothing. They've tossed him out. They've used his money. But now he's starving, and he says, hey, now hold on a second. I'm hungry, and my father's servants have got food. So his motive is not very good, I don't think. He does say, I will go to my father and say, Lord, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. Reason? I'm hungry. I've sinned. I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up. I know there's trouble. I know my marriage is going to pieces. My kids are wayward. But I'm actually hungry. Would you meet my, if I'm a servant, he'll meet my food needs. It's amazing. That's why we think, oh, no, no, Lord. I, no, actually, behind it all, that's why I said, Lord, heal my disease. Is there anything in me? You're too ambitious. Yeah, you're too There's ambition. Serve. While he was a long way off, here it comes. Here's the goodness of God. His father saw him watching, waiting, hoping. My son, my son, my son. Watching, waiting. And he was filled with compassion. Come alongside his son and suffered with him. Filled with compassion. He ran to his son. Threw his arms around him. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a dirty son. It's a, he's a pigsty son. He's an unclean son. He's been mixing with Gentiles. You can't touch that boy. He's got to go and get ceremonially clean. He's got to go and offer sacrifices. This is Jesus telling the story, not some prophet that's having too much tequila. This is, this is Jesus. Kissed him. Kissed him. Not handshake. Kissed him. This is the goodness of God. I've sinned against heaven against you. No longer worthy to be called your son, he says. The father should be revolted by the son, revolted by his wretchedness. Who was revolted by the son? The brother. 
He was revolted by me. He said, you, you, disgusting. So it's interesting that, uh, that, uh, that Christians are a very gracious, forgiving people. You can't, you, you can't come and cause havoc in a church. You can't cause havoc in a family. There has to be guarding. But this kid's coming home, and in a sense, we can feel revolted. He says, servants, quick, quick, run. Go and get a robe. Go, go into that, you know that inheritance, the hearth that's left. There's another robe there. It's for me and the other brother. Get one of those robes, a nice robe. Put a robe on him. That's, that's the osmosis. That's the re-robing of the son. Got filthy clothes. He's, he's, he's dirty. Some, perhaps you need new robes this morning, the goodness of God. Robe this wayward son. Shouldn't you rebuke him? Robe him. Cover him. Put a ring on his finger. You know what that means? He's going to share in the other part of the estate. <laughs> Do you know that? Theologians say that. Go, go, go and he, he, give him back the family name. He, dis, he disowned the family. He has no rights to the no, Put a ring. Go and go to my drawer. You know my top right-hand drawer? You'll see a couple of gold rings there. Family heirlooms. Oh, easy, easy, Dad, easy. This guy's blown everything. Go, go and, you know the best one? Put it on his finger. I don't know which finger they put it on. Not this one. He had no shoes. And put sandals on his feet. Okay, I want to teach him about the gospel. I want to teach him about the good news. I want to teach him about God's grace. And then he says, go and get the fattened calf. What? What's the fattened calf, church? It's a salvation meal. It's a salvation meal. Go get the fattened calf. The, the older boot comes along and he hears, what? Joyous celebration of dancing and merriment. He says, what's happening there? He says, no, your, your brother is back. What? He goes to his father and says, well, what's, what's up with this? What's up with this? I, I've always been with you. You didn't give me anything. The goodness of God. Do you know what the goodness of God is? John, just come up here. This to me, if you ask me, the story of the prodigal. You know what the story of the prodigal is? The story of the prodigal is the father putting his hand on his son. That, that, that's the story of the kingdom. The, the, the story of the kingdom is not this. John should move away. You should move away. You, you see, the, the story of the kingdom of God is, come back, John, is all of us saying, Father, put your hand on me. I disease. I need to experience your love. All the prodigal had to do was come back and the father put his hand on him. I want to say to you, if you want to experience the, the love of God, ask the Lord to put his hand on your head, his hand on your shoulder. You, you may be wayward, you may be broken, you may be gnarly. But if you ask the Lord to put his hand on you, you can stumble, you can fall, but that's the story of the kingdom that. That people say, well, you know, you're a big Christian, aren't you? But how come you, you did this in business? She said, I, I need help. But I'm asking the Father to put his hand on me. If the Father puts his hand on you, you begin to feel his goodness. You see, the Christianity is not, ah, I served you. Uh, I'm back. Can you give me your goodness, God? Can I experience your goodness? Won't you stand with me, please? That's just scratching the surface.
I'll hand back to Francois and to Tula. Is it done? Yes. I think it was really incredible, an absolute feast for us to be here together. And there's so many things that just um, just washing over us is, is just the goodness of God that is amazing. And I think we really do need to respond. I was just um, thinking that we are going to sing a song, The Goodness of God, and that song of response could be each and every one of our responses. But but I just think that the... Um, Particularly when Nick was speaking about let your face shine upon me. I want to experience your goodness and now closing with the hand. And what it needs from our side is actually to acknowledge that we are poor and to acknowledge that we, we are captive, to acknowledge we have got disease. You know, there's something inside. And so I'd love for Nick to pray for us, but for each and every one of us to, to just consider this incredible moment of God's kindness that we are actually here this morning and that he wants to give us a new revelation of his goodness, but for us to respond to it. So I don't want to call you up because I think each and every one of us, no matter where you are, would love more. But in the response, will not you just consider this and raise your hands to God, and then I'm going to ask Nick just to, to pray for us to actually experience his face shining upon us. If you could do that, Nick. Humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. Even the greatest in this room, the most accomplished, to the most broken, from the older brother to the younger brother to the servants. I humble myself before you, Lord. We're looking for sunshine all the time, Lord. It it colors the trees and the grass and the land seems happy. We want you to shine your face upon us, God. We don't want to be like the older brother from a distance, judging, stiff, cantankerous, um, religious, pharisaical. We want to be, whether we're the older brother, the younger brother, we want you to put out your hand upon us, Lord. Put your hand upon our shoulders. Put your hand, Lord, upon our hearts. Put your hand on our heads. Touch our eyes. Touch our mouths. Put some shoes on our feet, Lord. We, we need some good news. Put a ring on our finger, Lord. Maybe you've never been saved and you've never received the rights of sonship. You've, you've never actually said, Lord, I'm, I, I want to come to you today and I want to be saved. I want to settle this today. I want to be saved today. I've, I've fiddled around. I've kind of thought I'm a Christian, but I've not settled that I need to be born of your spirit. I, and I want you today to put a ring on my finger. That's you this morning. Perhaps you've, you've worn an old Christian garment that's just, oh man. Perhaps it's a garment of shame. I don't know. But say, Lord, take this off of me. It, it means you may have to go home today and, and stand alone perhaps or just with, your underwear, if it be, and say, Lord, I'm, I'm saying to you, I need you to re-robe me. I need a robe. I, I need to eat a meal with you, Lord. I need to have a meal. I need to enjoy the celebration of salvation. So together, Red Point Church, a smaller crowd today, 
we asking you to wash over us and shine upon us and fill us and teach us your decrees about your goodness. We don't judge your goodness. You are intrinsically and in essence immutably good. Never ever changing is your goodness. You, you, you have fixed your goodness. It is done. It's, it's always been good. You will always be good. You are immutably good and kind. Just before we sing the last song, if you want to receive, if you want Jesus to put a ring on your finger this morning, in other words, you want to be born again, you're not born again, I want you to just come to the front and face me. I want, I want to pray with you. If you've not received salvation this morning, and if you're not sure that you're being saved, and the, can, can I ask the church to pray? Just, just come and stand here. Just come. And if you want, don't want to come alone, just ask somebody to bring you. I want to pray with you. Come. Just come forward and, and just say, listen, I need this. I need to be born again. I need to be saved. Thank you. Thank you, sir. There's, there's more. There's more. You've, you, you, want to, you want to be a part of the family of God. You, you, you're saying, I, I can't sing like these people. I don't know this God like they do. Come. I want to say to you, God wants to put a ring on your fingers. Anybody else? Can I just wait a moment or two? Come. Come. There's more of you. There's more of you. You've never... You've never openly said it come stand here come come ladies anybody else church praying amen church praying who else one or two other people come put the ring on your finger come in the name of jesus come in the name of jesus come forward come and experience god lord as they come forward as people come forward do what only you can do lord do what only you can do. Somebody with this young man. Okay, are you good? Thank you, Lord. Now wash over us, Lord. Can you, can you pray? Can you guys pray with these folk? Can you face them and pray with them? And just the prayer of salvation. Amen. Mano, are you good to sing?